Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, if you uh, swallow this podcast whole, you won't get the full flavor of it. So it's one bite and then down. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast with me, Ed Gamble. My name is James Acaster. One bite and then down. One bite and then down. That's the old catchphrase from the podcast. Oh, Ed, what is this podcast? Oh, it's the Off Menu Podcast. I've already said that bit, haven't I? (laughs) Yes. But normally you do the bit where we say we ask a special guest or sometimes I set you up for it. So I'll I'll do it now. Uh, It's a podcast about food where we ask a special guest there. Hello. (laughs) Excellent impression of uh, Roshin Conaty uh, yep. after Poppadoms or Bread. For for podheads out there, you'll know that when Roshin Conaty was asked Poppadoms or Bread, she paused for ages and then said hello. Yes. But then we asked her her favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. But this week, we're not asking Roshin that. We're asking Dolly, Dolly Alderton. Dolly Alderton, podcaster, author, broadcaster... Guest on the Off Menu podcast. I'm just thinking of as many things as I can list off the top of my head there. Um, She's got a lot going on. She's very busy. Uh, Her new book, Ghosts, is about to be released. You should all go out and grab a copy of that. It is her first novel, fictiony novel business. Uh, She's written other books in the past. Uh, So go and get that. It sounds excellent. I can't wait to read it. But even though Dolly has written a brilliant book and has done many brilliant podcasts, still, if she says the secret ingredient, an ingredient that we do not like, then we will chuck her out of the restaurant, won't we, Ed? Yes, we will. And the ingredient this week that will lead to Dolly's removal, if she mentions it, is... Modelling chocolate. Can you tell that me and James have been watching a lot of Netflix baking competition shows? They always are. Of, it's always like in the finale as well. Yeah. And to impress the judges, they've tend to be modelling chocolate. And it might look visually amazing and look like, you know, they've made of a full kind of like a stag or something out of chocolate. But it doesn't taste... It's not the nicest tasting chocolate in the world. Can't so eat it. forget about it. Yeah, and also I don't like it when in those shows where they're like, oh, yeah, look at this amazing thing we've made. And then half of it 
is a big Rice Krispie treat that they've covered in fondant. Yeah. Although you would eat that. I know you would yeah. eat that before you say it. I know you'd find yeah. that as delicious as a cake. But when yeah. you say you're making an amazing cake, I want it to be cake. I don't want it yes. to be something you've got out of a packet and then yes. thrown fondant over it. Yes. A Rice Krispie uh, treat smushed together, covered in fondant, is, I, I think, what stoners would eat. Yeah. Not <laughs> what you were used to win a competition with. Well, actually, you would eat it as well, and it yes. suddenly just realised that you have the palate of a stoner. Yeah, it's exactly right. And, <laughs> and for good reason. I, I hung out with the stoners in school, yeah. and I didn't partake in the weed, just but the I snacks. absolutely got in with the snacks when, that, when it was snack time. So that is very much who I am. Of course, that's what. Did you? Is that how you discovered your love of sweet things, or did you know you loved it and you knew the stoners were the people to hang out with? Oh, definitely that way around. Yes, yeah. but uh, but then that's informed my personality from there. I would say if anyone ever asks you what's James Acaster like, say he's a stoner who's never done drugs. <laughs> Here's what I really want to mention to the guests. I think it's important that they know this is that mm. we've recorded this over Zoom. Yes. Uh, during well, it's not quite locked. Don't you, you, you? I don't know when you listen to this podcast. Maybe it's a few years in the future but remember that period where no one knew what the rules are and it was really yeah. confusing that's when we recorded this and it's over, yeah. over zoom it's where we probably could have recorded it in a room altogether, but it just feels a bit weird yes yeah we would have yeah. felt scared and we didn't want to feel scared yes so without further ado here is the off menu menu of dolly dolly alderton Alderton, welcome to The Dream Restaurant. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to say, this is already my dream restaurant because you guys emailed me before telling me what the concept was. So you didn't have to stand by the table as soon as I arrived and say my least favourite thing that I can ever hear in a restaurant, which is, have you been here before? Can we explain (laughs) the menu to you? (laughs) Yeah, I go to a lot of restaurants. Oh, well... We don't need to explain what's happened Welcome. here. Welcome, Dolly Alderton to the Dream Restaurant. Have you been here before? <laughs> <laughs> well, here at the Dream Restaurant, we don't need to explain the menu to you at all because it's your it's your menu. You're you're coming up with it. There's nothing to explain. But on that point, I kind I kind of get what you mean. I don't like those restaurants where they have to explain the menu to you or explain the concept of the restaurant. But also, it makes me feel a bit fancy. It does. It does make you feel fancy. To be honest, it makes me feel a little bit nervous and alienated. It makes me feel like I've just arrived at an exercise class and I'm very clearly, like it's my first Bikram yoga session or something. Like I feel so embarrassed and self-conscious when they ask me that. And I also do just feel, you know, if a menu has to be explained, then at the core, the the, the menu system is rotten. Something has <laughs> malfunctioned. <laughs> If it has to be explained. I don't know why it really makes my heart sink. Got any examples? They still do it to me every time I go into Wagamama, despite it being my most frequented eatery. And I Mm -hmm. immediately, like, I can almost cut them off the first word of the sentence now because I know know that it's coming. Um, But most, like, small plate restaurants, I feel like they have to do quite a lot of explanation at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have to say how many dishes they think you should order per person which immediately makes me feel bad because I want to order more than that, always. I think that they massively underestimate how much you should be ordering. I've never gone to a small plate restaurant and eaten the amount they've said and felt satisfied. Well, I never order what they suggest. I just overorder, and occasionally they've had to drag an extra table over, which is... (laughs) 
never a good look when you have to order an extra table as well. How do you guys feel about small plate dining? I like it because I love starters and I feel like it's a way of having an entire meal of starters. You can have as many different tastes of as many different things as possible. I'm totally into small plate dining. I will only do small plate dining, though, if I'm with my girlfriend or one other person. More Mm. than two people, it's impossible because you have to start splitting it three ways. I'm not good at sharing. So it has to, I'm on board with small plate dining as long as I can eat most of it, I'd say. I think mm. I think that's the right attitude. I think doing it just with two people, that should be the absolute cutoff because you just get to a point where you're like, you know, sharing a soup or something with like six people. <laughs> you're sharing dishes that were never meant to be split six ways. Well, you can. In a restaurant, you'd, you'd all get a spoon mm. and then you'd split a soup six ways, would you? Oh, sorry, Ed. Have you not heard of straws? (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is a restaurant where they'd have to explain the menu to me. Um, Just to let you know, uh, the soup, uh, you can split that. You'll all be getting your own straw. (laughs) Like one of those big punch bowls. Yeah, like a big old punch bowl. And you can all just go at the same time and see who gets the most, you know? And and maybe that it would come with, with sparklers in it, like you're in a sort of Mayfair nightclub. That would be nice, wouldn't it? There you go. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, Dolly, we never had a guest on who so early on, I'm like, I don't think we've lived the same life. So so far, your two touchstones, <laughs> your, 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 your two touchstones have been, it's like when you go to Bikram Yoga for the first time, and it's like when you're in a Mayfair nightclub. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly like those two things. I think I've just abandoned all pretensions of of being a relatable person for this podcast guys don't worry about it totally fair (laughs) i just nodded along because i know what bikram yoga is so i imagine doing it and i've seen pictures of mayfair nightclubs in newspapers Mm -hmm. so i feel like i'm a happy go between whereas (laughs) james is refusing to believe uh he knows what a mayfair nightclub would be at all you can be the the google translate between us Absolutely fine. Yeah, I'll do that. You, <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up again. I find if I'm in a small plate uh, restaurant and, and I start, and I know, because you always know that you're about to overorder, even if they don't explain it to you beforehand, you know when you're about to do an overorder. And so the trick is, because you know there's going to be judgment coming in at some point from the waiting staff. Maybe they'll even advise you not to have as much as you're having. And so it's all in your delivery. The way that you go through it, Like, we'll have this, this, and this. And then you know that you've only been to have five between the two of you. So as soon as you get to five, you do that. And then you're like, oh, and um," and you sell this as it's your last one. The sixth one, you've got to sell it as if it's the final one. Or have that. Then they go, yep, okay. Then you just, like, you slide a couple under the radar just as the door's closing. You go, and this and this. Thank you very much. And then as they're walking away, chuck another one in there. Yeah. yeah, you got to you, basically you got to Columbo it, haven't you? Yeah. As they're walking away, one more thing. Yeah. And I think the the worst thing that you can do is say, "Will that be enough? Do you think that's too much? Do you think that be enough?" Yeah. You never ever want to yeah. ask that. No. The answer to that always that I get is, "Well, uh, how hungry are you?" <laughs> yeah. So annoying. But in a really judgmental way, <laughs> as if to say, "Are you really going to eat all this food, you fucking pig?" Yeah. That's that's basically what they want to say, isn't it? And then I do eat it yeah. and I feel awful. Also, they give me that that false sense of hope when they say, well, look, you can always order more. And then I don't feel like you ever do order more because once you're in the flow of it and you know that there isn't enough food, it's so rare that you call them over and say, can I have the menu back? I'd like to order another stew between yeah. six. <laughs> <laughs> 
imagine being that person that when they say you can always order more, actually orders more. It's never happened. No. Yeah. In fact, what normally not what normally happens to me is they forget a dish and like a dish hasn't arrived. And I have to say to the person I'm with, I really hope they have completely forgotten yes. about this because I'm too full and I couldn't possibly <laughs> eat it. That is the dream. Every now and again, I've yeah. overordered and they've forgotten to bring one of the dishes over. And you, you realise, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but then you still want to bring it up because you don't want to on the, you don't have to pay for that dish that didn't come. So right at the end, you have to kind of say, we ordered broccoli and it didn't arrive. Like, oh, so sorry. We'll just, no, no, please do not get it. No, I'm in a rush. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a bit of a rush. I'm sorry. I couldn't possibly have it. Yeah. it back, I've had it backfire before uh, when I was in Japan and we were in an izakaya and we ordered far too much food. Uh, and then there was one dish remaining and we were completely stuffed and like, please don't arrive because that dish was uh, curly fries covered in fish <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Nice little palate cleanser at the end. Exactly. Just something little fresh at the end of the meal just to lift you up. Uh, and it arrived and it was a gigantic bowl and I, I duly ate the whole thing and it was uh, it was the worst end to the evening. Well, I, hope, I hope before you ate the whole thing, you took a photo of them and tweeted it to a certain you-know-who and said, what about these ones? Yes. Krishnan Guru Murthy in the, uh, in the folklore of the podcast has never seen a curly fry. What the fuck? That's crazy. Do you know, the university that I went to was the most, like, apolitical university. There was no, the whole time that I was there, I don't think there, I never saw one petition cir- circulated. I never saw any marches. I never saw any protests. The only huge student revolt that I saw was when they took curly fries off the student union pub. <laughs> <laughs> Um, quick translate for James. Uh, university is uh, a place of learning. It's like tertiary education. Okay. <laughs> Similar to school? It's like school, yeah. but sort of a, a bit more grown up and a bit more relaxed. And they have really. curly fries. Good curly yeah, fries yeah, there. Good curly fries. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, obviously, before we uh, move on with the uh, the meal itself, Dolly, uh, in this restaurant, uh, pre-water, we have the book course where we talk about a book that the guest has recently yeah. written. Now, a little birdie tells me you've just uh, written a book. I have. I also really appreciate the book course because I think if you forget the book course, then a very angry publicist storms in at the end when I pay the bill. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's good that you've written a book because quite, quite often the book course just falls on deaf ears because our guests haven't written a book um yes i've just written a book i've written a novel called ghosts tell us a little bit about the novel ghosts whilst trying to look happy about it and not like you've had to do this about 150 times already (laughs) so ghosts is a novel about a woman called nina who's in her early 30s and she's never dated before so she tries the world of online dating and she, well, it's not really a spoiler, the clues in the title, she uh, gets ghosted. And she's also being kind of ghosted in other ways in her life. Her father is uh, suffering from dementia. Uh, Her oldest friend is starting a family and moving out of London. And her ex-boyfriend, who was like the big long-term relationship of her 20s, is getting married. And every time I describe this book, I make it sound so fucking miserable. (laughs) And I promise there are some (laughs) jokes in there as well. Now, to connect it with the podcast, when you're writing a book, what snacks are you eating? Yes. I once read that the worst thing that you can do when you're writing is stop and make a complicated lunch. 
it's annoying because I love lunch and I love cooking. And I, if I could, I would take an hour and a half every day to make something complicated. But the minute you start faffing about with the lunch, for me, I just the whole afternoon, you lose your focus. So I have, I kind of snack and graze all day, but I don't really let myself cook anything until the evening. I just think... I'm so easily distracted. I'm so desperate to do anything other than write the damn book. I, ha- I can't give myself any permission at all. So it's mainly just, you know, bits of cheese, bits of bread, pieces of fruit. Very Dickensian, really. <laughs> do you guys do you guys uh, stop for lunch or do you find it can be a bit distracting if you start kind of assembling things? I've learned some little simple things now and I'm absolutely loving it. Simple, quick things. Just just just, yeah. just had a grilled grilled aubergine yesterday. Just that's all I did. Mm. Just stopped for a little grilled aubergine. Takes fifteen minutes. Absolutely delicious. Ed, do you remember that aubergine that we had in New York at Lil Frankie's? Yes, you went crazy. And for you it, were didn't like, you? It's pretty easy to make those. You were right. Yeah. Easiest thing in the world. <laughs> what do you do the same as the man yes. did? So cut it in half, score it, then uh, brushed it with olive oil, salt, and pepper. Put it uh, skin side up under the grill for ten minutes. Then flip them over, then more olive oil, garlic, and lemon juice under again for five minutes. And then I brought it out and did all the theatre that that man did. And I, I, I mushed it all up on the inside, spread it all out, got it all so all the flesh was all mixed up and it, it's still, still sitting in the skins. And then I ate it and I was like, I did it. I, I, I'm Lil Frankie. <laughs> And do you do you eat anything with it, or do you just do you eat it almost like a yogurt? You just scoop it out. Good question. I think you should eat something with it. Uh, yesterday, I did not. It was a bit like I was eating a yogurt. Yeah, like nice. a savoury yogurt. Do you know? I actually think I've never been someone who's got bored of cooking. Like it's one of my favourite things to do, and I never, I can never kind of have enough of it. Lockdown is the first time in my life where I was just like. I'm done with this. I'm absolutely, and I think it was the cycle of washing up. It just made me think about, I Mm. felt like I was inching toward death every day when I was going through the cycle of washing up and putting it back. And then do I put it in the cupboard? Probably not. It's going to be out again in in four hours. You don't have to do any washing up here at the Dream Restaurant. The great Benito does all the washing up here. He's the pot wash. Still or sparkling water? Sparkling, please. I love sparkling water so much that I purchased a soda stream just to make Mm. my own sparkling water at home. And then I did something so sad because I was getting through those canisters so fast. I sat and calculated what the price difference was between making my own sparkling water at home and buying just the big value bottles from Sainsbury's and it was the difference of about 9p. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something exciting about it. Look, uh, just going to put all our cards on the table. SodaStream sent me and James a, a SodaStream. Right, stream. okay. Um, each, one each. Uh, re- recently, each one, one each. We don't have to share it or anything. <laughs> uh, I've never been on board with sparkling water at home, really. Too but decadent. the process of making your own sparkling water, the hiss of it, Oof. when you take it out, it feels like you're in the future. Yeah. It, feels like you're, it feels like you're getting a message out of a tube. Mm. Uh, on a big mm-hmm. spaceship, if you know what it I mean. It does goes, feel Shh. like a spaceship. I think James has got other opinions on it because he texted me saying he'd soaked himself. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing different to you. I think I, don't I know, know what, what you're I'm doing. doing. I think I Go know on. what you're doing. So I've actually got one right here. I've got the soda stream bottle. Um if you go over that watermark or under that watermark, yeah. then it will spray everywhere. And also once you've finished 
fizzing it, you need to let it rest for about five seconds before you take it out. Otherwise, it will spray all over you. Have you been overfilling it, James? I know no, you've been overfilling it. I was very careful with the watermark. I mean, clearly, I've gone either like a millimetre or one millimetre above or below it. And like, I, I was very careful getting it on the mark. Did, did, right. It says like do <laughs> like three pumps of the button for slightly fizzy and four for mega fizz yeah. or whatever it says. Yeah, that's exactly Are what you says, yeah. putting like big pauses between each time you press the button or you just go dish, dish, dish? No, not dish, dish, dish. Don't dish, dish, no, dish. No, don't do that. I'm dish, dish, dish. Yeah, but I've yeah. done that. I've done yeah. it at that pace. Soaked. And then yes. do you take it straight out? Because if you take it immediately straight out, then it will... It's never got me on the immediate while I'm taking it okay. out. While I'm taking it out, okay. it's always been okay. It's always when I'm dishing the button and then completely soaks me. I wonder what is happening here. And it's not even that fizzy. I bet they've sent you a joke one. <laughs> Sounds like they have. Thank you, SodaStream, for my one that works. And thank you for sending a joke one. It's so embarrassing because my girlfriend had never even heard of SodaStream before. Can you imagine, Dolly? She'd never even heard of it. And so we got this SodaStream sent to us. And I was like, I'm going to show her how great SodaStreams are. And I just soak myself. And then it's not even fizzy. I don't think you can be putting it in properly. I don't think you're securing yeah. it into the thing properly. Got to really, you've got, it's got to really click up. This is going to be a very accessible segment, isn't it, for anyone who's never tried a yeah. SodaStream? <laughs> Have you tried anything else, Ed, in your SodaStream? No, it's just it's just been water. Obviously, the temptation for milk is there. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to hold back from fizzy milk at the moment. Yeah, um, I've not used any of the syrups yet. It's just it's just been straight up water. I use the syrup. Well, it didn't matter if you used the syrup, mate. So you yeah. were sticky and wet. It's like Awful. this idea of this sort of like mad Willy Wonka thing going on with you every time you go to the soda stream. Why don't you call me later, do a video call later, and I'll take you through it, okay? Okay, thank you, Ed. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> right, so we've got spark. Pop it up your bread! <sighs> it's so hard. It's so hard, this question. It's really been churning away in the noggin for a couple of weeks, this question, because... Mm-hmm. I don't love poppadoms, but I love lime pickle. Do I get lime pickle? Yeah. Yes, but 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 are you going to choose bread and have lime pickle? What, what, what's your? Oh, could I do that? I I don't think I'd stop. Yeah. It. Okay. No one's done it before, which makes me want to let you do. Okay, it. great. I'll do that. I'm a complete pickle fanatic. I have a pickle shelf in my fridge. I love anything in vinegar, and. Lime pickle on bread. Can I get butter as well? Mm-hmm. I'd like a really thick layer of salted butter. Oh, my mouth's really watering. I'd like a really thick <laughs> layer of salted butter <laughs> uh, on some, on like just squidgy white bloomer bread. And then I'd like to load some lime pickle on top of it. It's a pretty maverick move. <laughs> Do you think that, have you done that? Have you done that before? Um, I've had lime pickle on toast, yeah. Toast, I understand. When you said squidgy bread... I was like, are we getting lime pickle involved in this? I know, but I want the... I, I'm actually not a huge fan of bread. In the carb, in my kind of top greatest hits of carbs, bread comes in at number three, I think. What? I know. Well, we're obviously going to need the full rundown of the uh, of the carbs, Number please. one, pasta. <laughs> number two, potatoes. Number three... Bread. Oh, no, Edgy looks so upset. I think that's fine. No, it's all right. This is, you know, this is the, what the podcast's about. You know, 
I think it's I think I think it's okay. I just it's a shame to see bread so low. Do you know what? I'd put it in the same place. I'd put it third. I'd probably put potatoes first. I love I love mm. potatoes. I love all the different ways you can yeah. have them. Pasta's brilliant, but I just don't want it as often as I have potatoes. Yeah. I do like bread, but I'd put it in third. I just don't seem to be as fanatical about bread as other people are. Like, I love bread as a vehicle for a huge amount of butter, but I would never sit at a table and just stuff a big dry bread roll in my mouth the way that lots of my dining companions do. You wouldn't stuff a big dry potato in your mouth either, would you? <laughs> Good point. Um, Look, I'm, I'm probably going to upset you absolute tater heads over there, but I think potatoes might be near the bottom for me. What? There's no real way of preparing potatoes that I'm like, yes, that's that's what I definitely want. Like fries, chips, fine. Mash? Nah, it's too wet. What? Not not if it's done properly. Mash is too wet. Not, not not if I did it for you. Baked potato. What about a baked potato? No, oh, no. Baked potatoes are towards the, If we're going into the the meta chart, the baked potato is actually quite no, low on the baked I can't potato understand. chart, and bottom has got to be boiled new potatoes are the worst food in the world Lies. oh not if you're like in garlic butter yeah got some yeah garlic i like butter, butter. yeah lovely give me the butter put it on some bread perfect <laughs> no no uh, what about hasselbacks oh i love a hasselback nah it's a fad yeah. it's a gimmick what about Get roast rid of potatoes it. look i like roast potatoes i like potato dauphinoise mm. yeah. i like potato boulanger look, i'm a big fan of carbs so when you put potatoes low on the carb list it's still above most foods mm. mm-hmm. but i'm a breadhead i'm a breadhead mm. at heart what are you going? Bread number one, pasta number two. I might go rice number two. If rice <laughs> oh is in no, that's mad. <laughs> get, get just, just stop eating. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop I, eating, I'm sorry for agreeing with the majority of the world, James. Oh. that rice is a good food. It's all right, but I think the majority of the world are just putting up with it. Easy to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's the job. I agree. I agree. Oh. Where are, noodle, are noodles in this conversation? Or is oh, that yeah, noodles. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually put noodles above bread. Bread would come in at number four, actually. I'd go nudes above rice uh, and and above pasta, actually. Oh, my God. I'd probably go pasta before rice. Who am yeah. I kidding? I mean, Sorry, got... I'm spending far too long doing this. No, well, I don't think we've spent long enough yet. Actually, maybe potatoes a second. Oh, <laughs> oh here, we go. here we go. But I'm trying to work out if I like the potato or I like all the things you can add to it because there's the baked potato shop in Edinburgh. Mm. Uh, on the top of Coburn Street, and there's uh, Monster Mash, the Champ Mash. There, absolutely brilliant. Takes on butter wonderfully, but is it the potato I like, or is it everything else added to it? It's a philosophical question. I don't like that argument when people put it forward. Me they neither. do it for a lot of different things and say, "Oh, I'm not putting it forward. Oh, I'm yes, saying, what no, do I like?" I, but I, I, I appreciate that, Ed. I'm basically trying to help you because I think everyone goes, "Oh, you don't like the potato. You like all the toppings." And no, 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 no. Food is a combination of stuff, right? So when people are like, oh, that's not what, you know, uh, what's it, Nish Kumar always telling me, oh, you don't like sushi, you like soy sauce. That's all you like and all this. Like, no, because I'm not glugging soy sauce out of a bottle on its own, am I? <laughs> so that's, that's nonsense. It's a combination of all of it and you enjoy that. And the main headliner of the dish is either the mash or the sushi, whatever you're involved in. So that's what, that's what you attribute to the main thing that you like. Also... I don't want to enter into a us and them thing with the with the bread and the and the potatoes. Um, and you guys have obviously a very good thing going on, and I don't want to cause any fractures between you two. But sure. you can a potato without topping can still have lots of texture. So you can a baked potato, the perfect baked potato, 
which you should cook for way longer than you think you should cook, will have a really crispy outside and a really soft, fudgy inside. Whereas a bit of bread, if you're having it bare... Lovely. I, I, I challenge you, Dolly, to get a fresh baguette and walk home and not bite the top off. Okay, challenge accepted. It sticks out the bag. <laughs> it sticks out the bag. It's going, oh, I'm all warm and fresh. You're going to bite the top off, aren't okay. you? All right, I'll have a, I'll have a go at that. <laughs> okay, you've genuinely accepted, accepted it as a challenge. Yeah. That's I'll, not where I'll I thought that would go. I'll do that this week and get back to you. <laughs> we better get get on to your starter. I think I would have. I think I'm going to be one of those really annoying people at your restaurant who offers up two things and then asks the genie to recommend which I should have. Oh, great. So I'm glad. Either I would have, and this is like a recently discovered delicious, amazing thing that I can't believe I've never had before. A whole globe artichoke steamed uh-huh. with homemade Bernay sauce to dip it in and then you just take the flesh off the leaves with your teeth. I had it in a restaurant for the first time. Have you guys ever had that? No, never heard of this. I, have, I, know, I, I know what an artichoke that. is, but I know what all the individual words mean, but that dish, <laughs> I didn't know was a dish. You're going to have to translate again here, Ed. <laughs> I have had it. I, I think I actually had it in Bone Daddies. They did it in Bone Daddies for a while. Um, but I didn't know how to eat it. Uh, I wasn't really au fait with the artichoke. Yes, very, and no one tells you. No one yeah. tells you. They assume you know how to eat the artichoke, and then you end up trying to chew through a whole leaf. Yeah. Uh, and you think, this is the what the hell is wrong with this vegetable? This is the worst thing I've ever tasted. And then you realise you've got to sort of scrape it off with your teeth and like leave the petals there. It's a very... It doesn't look nice when you finished it. It looks like you've just chewed on everything and then yeah. spat it out. But it is, it's delicious. So delicious. Where have you, where have you had this from? Um, I had it in a restaurant in Soho. I can't remember the name of it. And then my book editor, who's a woman called Juliet, who also, she edits cookbooks. And she is, I think, the best cook that I've ever met and is kind of, is known for her cooking. And I went to her house and she did it at her house for me. It was so beautiful. So she gave me the recipe and I tried to do it at home and it was fucking rank. I tried to... (laughs) I steamed it for like three hours and it was horrible. It just tasted like eating... I couldn't get, you know, when it's, it go the leaf, the leaf flesh goes really like velvety and it should just like scrape straight off. It was just like eating bark. It was horrible. So that's why I think it would be nice to have in a restaurant because it's just something you'd never have at home. Well, look, I know you're asking me to recommend something and I haven't heard the second one yet, but I'm recommending the second one. You don't like the sound of this, James. <laughs> Even when you described uh, the, the nice version of it, I was like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Scraping it off with my teeth and doing all that. What? <laughs> okay, so the second thing that I was going to ask for is a really garlicky gazpacho with ice cubes in it. Wow. I mean, yeah. I love a gazpacho. Let's I go with that. I love gazpacho. I think the best thing I've eaten all lockdown was uh, gazpacho, actually. During the heat wave? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was when it was really hot. And yeah. uh, it's one of the takeaways we got, and I think it was from, there's a place called Pierre de Terre, Pierre de Terre, something like that. Yeah, sounds right. And they were doing a, a vegan feast delivered to your house, and pea and mint gazpacho was the starter. Ooh. I could have drank it forever. Love it. I think gazpacho has ruined hot soup for me. Me too. Ooh. Me too. 
I taste hot soup and I'm like, have the courage of your convictions and go cold. What's hot soup mm. hiding? Mm-hmm. Mm. And also you can have lots of little bits. You can scatter little bits. I had gazpacho recently at a friend's house and she had like a hard-boiled egg chopped up, which is apparently traditional that you can have on top. It's just so good. Well, here's a question about your gazpacho that mm. we're going to be serving you. How many straws would you like for this? <laughs> straws I'm not going to be prissy about. Sparklers, I would like three. The thing is about gazpacho is that it sounds, even though I've had gazpacho that's been delicious, but it always sounds gross to me. Like, I can't <laughs> switch that thing in my head that says cold soup is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And yet, every time I've had it, it's been, like, refreshing and delicious and surprising. Yeah, you're so right. And do you know what else I have that with? Taramasalata. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. academically, <laughs> cognitively, I'm like, Ugh, no, can't. And then I just have to have yeah. really pure thoughts as that bread with taramasalata is going into my mouth. And then the minute it's in the gob, I'm totally sold. It's the colour of it as well. No dip should be that colour. Yeah. And the name. It's the name. <laughs> Not a fan of the name. I think the name said in an English accent just it's doesn't terrible. sound nice. It, it, <laughs> phonetically, it's it's a squelchy name. Sloppy word. Yeah. Yeah. Termosalata. It doesn't sound like it's going to be good when said in our accents. Yeah. I think they've missed a real thing here. There could be a gap in the market for cartons of gazpacho, like cartons mm-hmm. of Ribena. Uh, and sell them in the supermarket, sell them in corner shops. I would easily, on a hot day, mm. I'd rather pick up a carton of gazpacho than a carton of Ibiza. Yeah. yeah. I think you can actually buy cartons of them in Spain. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think you can. I'm moving to Spain. Yeah. I'll do it. What would you call, if you, if you if you started that business, Ed, and it was in a little uh, carton of gazpacho, it would just grab it and say, Oh, gazpacho go. <laughs> yeah. Less than less than a second. That of course. How are you guys with oysters? Because I nearly I did was toying with oysters as well after the Mayfair comment. I'm glad I didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but do you guys like I them? I love I love oysters. Yeah. I think oysters. I thought were going to be disgusting, so didn't eat them for ages. Once I ate them, thought they were amazing, and never thought of them as anything other than delicious. Gazpacho is different because. No matter how many amazing gazpachos I have, even when it's the best thing I've had in the last four months, yeah. I still think in my head, it, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't undo it. I have foods that I will not order because I can't be bothered with the admin. I think the artichoke would be one of those. Um, and prawns with the shell on, Oof, that yeah. sort of thing. Crab. Yeah. Crab, uh, mussels, yeah. anything that requires me to do admin and get mucky hands. Yeah, it feels like a workout. I would probably, probably yeah, swerve. I'm with you. I'm getting prawns tonight. You're getting prawns tonight? I'm getting big daddy prawns. Fat prawns from four minutes away from me. And this curry they do, with the, they're in the shells, but they just come out the shell. They just pop out the shells easy. First time I saw them in the shells, I felt like you. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to get disgusting. I'm going to be all so gross. And then I was like so happy when they just, the flesh, just the plump, succulent flesh of the prawn mm. just peeled out of its shell so easy. And that sauce they have with it, ah, oh, I'm in love. And I can't wait to get it later. I woke up this morning and I started thinking about it immediately. How long have you been planning to get the prawns? Since last night when uh, we were watching something. And I know, so I texted my mum and asked her what she was up to today. And she said her and her friend Hillary were having a curry. And I, was, I thought, I want a curry. I want that prawn curry. And I said to my girlfriend, can we get curry tomorrow, please? Because it's 11 o'clock now. It's too late to order curry. So yes. And so, that is the most <laughs> pathetic story you have ever told in your life. No, you, I know that You feeling. are getting a curry. You know the feeling of you, you want to get a curry because you want to copy your mum? <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> it's not because I want to copy my mum. Let me be clear. Oh, Bobby, I'm, I'd like to get a curry like you and Hillary, but it's too late. If I get one tomorrow, are we still the same? <laughs> it's because whenever anyone says they're getting a curry, it makes me want a For curry. Sure. <laughs> Especially your mum and Hillary. Especially my mum and Hillary, who are the coolest people I know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your main course then, Dolly. We've we, we got the gazpacho for the starter. And uh, if you don't mind, I've uh, taken the liberty of putting the artichoke in the bin. Okay, no problem. Um, <laughs> uh, but what is your main course? I think I would have, in a world of no consequence, as we've always already kind of established, I would eat pasta for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, so I think mm-hmm. my, my main course I would have spaghetti with clams is my fave pasta. This is a sore spot, though, for me. Oh, why? Oh, dear. This this is one of the things that sent me out of pointless. <laughs> um, 
the episode continues to be relatable. Yeah, we, we were, <laughs> we've discussed it before on the podcast, but I went crashing out of Pointless because uh, we had to guess ingredients that were in a pasta dish. There was a whole load of different pasta dishes by a whole load of different famous chefs. Yeah. Name any ingredient that's in any of those pasta dishes. I said chocolate because <laughs> I had it in my memory that people put chocolate in. Yeah, we've stuff. been through this before. You were thinking of chili con carne. <laughs> Carry on. But Horn said clams. And he got like, you know, two or something, and they beat us. Clams in pasta. I'm as sorry. As nice as it sounds. I know. I just feel like a failure now. I'm, I'm sitting so here. I'm so sorry to. Have I'm done that. To be fair, Dolly, don't be that worried because any dish you picked, James would have been able to find a way of getting in an anecdote about a horrible time he'd had on a TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Either that or a live gig. <laughs> Or, or a podcast. Or a podcast. <laughs> Radio show. Yeah. Are, the, uh, are the clams in their shells and in the Yes, spaghetti? and you know what? That's a faff I don't mind because what I do is I will take all the clams out of the shells and put them into the pasta and before I start so I can just go <laughs> hell for leather. When you... Eat it, yeah. they're out of the shell. Yes, yes. Okay, good. And I'm sure that's quite crass. I'm sure you probably shouldn't do that. But I I don't want to be, once I get started, it is my favourite thing in the whole world. And once I get started, I don't want to be stopping doing yeah. those shells and the, the fingers in the lemon. Now, I know that this the Mayfair nightclub thing hit you quite hard at the beginning of the episode <laughs> because otherwise you would have referred to this as spaghetti al bongole. Oh, my God, I made love, the decision in your mind to translate it into that English. you knew that about me. I, lo- I literally was like, <laughs> don't give them more ammo. And if they say, <laughs> if they say bongole, you go, what? I don't know what that is. What's that? I've never heard of that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was like, al I thought I thought Ed said, so I, I, I haven't heard this word before. And I'm not, it's not, it isn't me trying to appear like, you know, an everyman. I haven't heard Bongole before. But, like, uh, when, when Ed said it, I thought he said spaghetti al bongole. And I thought it was like, I started thinking about Bungle from Rainbow eating some spaghetti. Al <laughs> <laughs> bongole. But I probably said, bong, bong, I probably tried to really, really jazz up the pronunciation of it there. Bongole. I probably said closer to Bungalow than. I mean, that does sound bongole. like something Del yeah. Boy would say. <laughs> Spaghetti al bongole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other than the trauma of the of pointless, uh, do you guys like clams? <laughs> I don't know how often I'm having clams, though. Yeah, so I've not had them very often, and when I have, I think I compare them too much to stuff like oysters, mm. and I don't like them as much as that. And so I've never, I not, I think I've only had them like twice, and both times it's been at a place that does oysters, and we've just like gone, oh, let's. Yeah, you know, we've kind of a group of mates have gone crazy, and <laughs> let's get some clams as well. They've gone, nah. But maybe I just haven't had good ones. I think they're better than mussels. I think they're so much more delicious than mussels. Would you have them in any other context apart from the pasta? Would you have a bu- uh, just a bucket of clam solo? I would. I've discovered this new fish delivery um, <laughs> site that's so good called Pesky Fish. It's so good. I discovered it in lockdown because I kind of accidentally ended up marooned in a cottage in the middle of nowhere by myself with no car for three months of lockdown. So I had to kind of, and obviously none of the the supermarkets were delivering, so I had to find places that could deliver food. And I found this place called Pesky Fish, and I now use them pretty much every week. And you sign up, and then every day they do an email at like eight in the morning 
saying what the catch was from the day and the night before and they list it and then you have to be really fast ordering it and then it arrives to you the next morning in an ice box normally with like a little postcard from your fisherman that's nice oh i love it's that great is that really from the fisherman <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, I mean i i'd be very sad if i found out if it wasn't from the fisherman i'd be really that really upset me as far as i know fisherman's job is pretty grueling <laughs> you know you get up really early you'll be fishing all day then at the end, it's like, uh, thank, oh, and, you know, the guy comes to collect them from pesky fish. Cheers. Oh, thanks for these, Frank. These are, you've been catching some absolute big fish. Can you uh, write Dolly a postcard, please? <laughs> what? Just write her a postcard saying she, you hope that she enjoys the fish. Well, she knows she will enjoy the fish. I've just been fishing all day, so, like, I'm going to write her a postcard. I just say, I'll... I'll tell you what, as long as it's in your handwriting, that's all that matters. So I'll, and so dear, dear Dolly, write this down, Frank. <laughs> I, it was a pleasure to catch this fish for you. Please enjoy. Best wishes, and I hope you're coping well during all this COVID nonsense. Frank. <laughs> okay, Frank, thank you. Only 350 more to go. <laughs> no. Dear Ed, welcome to the Pesky <laughs> Fish family. My name is Frank. <laughs> I feel like I've massively, when you get your Pesky Fish order, I've been grandiose. It's literally just something that says where the fish is from and the, the name of the fisherman. Great. The thing is, what I would genuinely love, and I wouldn't even complain about this, I would absolutely absolutely love it as if i i got an order from pesky fish and the postcard just said to james fuck you from frank <laughs> I, would laugh, I, I would think it was so funny and i'd respect the yeah. fisherman who had written that so much and I, I'm, I'm so glad this got to me like soaking wet yeah. the postcard soaking wet like the, all the inks running it's like, fuck you fuck you and pesky fish <laughs> fuck you and fuck pesky fish i'm so tired frank yeah. <laughs> Fuck you and your whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> you whimsical little prick. So have you got the clams from there? Yeah, so I got some clams from there and I just cook them like I'd cook like you'd cook um Moule Marinette. <laughs> I'm now just so yeah. I'm now so self-conscious. <laughs> Dolly, lean into it. Lean into it. <laughs> um, yeah, with just like onion and wine and cream and parsley, mm. just with a big hunk of bread. Some bread. You're not dipping a big old potato in there. <laughs> Interesting. How um, you seem to you seem to enjoy bread when it's convenient for you. We come to your side dish, and look, I don't want you to suddenly think, "Oh, he's picking me up on all this stuff." That means I've got to go. Don't. We'll be able to tell if you're lying. You are going to think I'm lying. I have proof. When I was thinking about what my side order would be, I thought about the thing that I like, like the most Moorish kind of picky thing that I can't stop eating when I start. And I thought of Cheetos Twisted Flame Hot. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just holding up a packet for proof that I ate, I ate them earlier. Yeah, and 39p, any three for a quid is what it 39, says. 39p, like. yeah. if anything, a bit too expensive for me. And, uh, yeah, and I can't, I'm completely addicted. Have you guys tried these? They're the best crisps in the whole world. No, but I think this is our first crisps side dish. <laughs> yeah, um, <it's> actually. <laughs> and I, I respect Keep it. Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a Cheeto before, twisted or otherwise. So I hadn't mm. eaten them until about a month ago. And then I saw them in the corner shop and I just decided to try That's my favourite texture of crisp. I, I hate a, I don't like a kettle chip. 
I, I like a kind of light, crispy, monster munch, space raider, what's it, quaver. That's my like platonic ideal of a crisp. So I decided to try them and they are the most more, like I can't describe how delicious and moorish they are. And I'm so obsessed with them now that when I go to my corner shop, I will survey the crisps under the till and ask if they have any, like, like it's a cheese counter. Like, I, I literally, I'm so up. I'm like, have you got any more of those lovely flame, flame hot Cheetos coming in? And I can't, I think I'm averaging a, a, about five packets a week at the moment. So that would be my side dish. Also, this is very interesting because every week on the podcast, we have a secret ingredient that if the guest says it, we chuck them out of the restaurant. We don't give them any food. Oh, yeah. This week... On the WhatsApp group, one of the things that suggested to be the secret ingredient, but we didn't go with, the great Benito suggested Monster Munch. And you've just mentioned oh how much God. you like it. You've chosen crisps as your side. I mean... Could have happened. There is a world where you pick Monster Munch and then... Totally, because Monster Munch is like one of my top three crisps. I think it's probably number two, mm. actually, Pickled Onion Monster Munch. Ed hates it. I don't like him. And I think it's very interesting for uh, a couple of potato heads... Mm to be talking up the Monster Munch and doing down the kettle chip, which is the most potato of all the crisps, yeah. and your Monster Munches, your Watsits, are sort of corn and maize-based. Mm. They're not even potato. Yes. I, I just, I, I find <laughs> oh, kettle no. chips too... Golly, quickly, come on, he's getting I us. know. you got to, you got to do well <laughs> oh, with okay, this one. I tell really you come what, back at him. The potato crisp that I love, which is arguably the most potato of of all the potato crisps, is the Tato, the Irish Tato. That's my favourite. Have you guys tried Tato's? I have had Tato's. I've not been to the yes. theme park, but I would like to. I would love to go to that theme park. I did a, a tour, like a book tour last year, and I discovered Tato's and I, you know, just talked a lot about Tato's publicly. And then the next time that I did a show in Dublin, <laughs> people threw packets of Tato's at the stage when I came on, like it was Mick Jagger having sort of knickers thrown at him. And I, it was the <laughs> yeah. best day of my life. I loved it. I've had that before because of the podcast. You know, you walk out and a food that you've mentioned is on the stage. And the thing is with me is that often on the podcast, I just talk about how much I love ice cream. So sometimes I walk out at the top of the show and there's a full tub of ice cream on the, up at the stage. And I have no other choice but to eat it immediately because it, it will melt under the hot lights i find that very stressful <laughs> absolute heaven keep, keep lining them up that's what i'll say how flaming hot are they very flaming hot i like crisps to to make your mouth hurt there's also i think this is the only time that i've been in the tabloid press there's a type of crisp that the co-op does it's a own brand crisp called um sea salt and chardonnay vinegar potato crisp and they are so vinegary that they make your mouth hurt they are the best salt and vinegar crisps and i talked about them so much on my podcast that apparently according to the mirror sales went through the roof and no one could buy them <laughs> Wow. I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good reason to be in the tabloid <laughs> press, to be honest. Of all the reasons to be in the tabloid press, because you made some crisps. Yeah, after all those Mayfair Club days, it could be much worse, couldn't it? Hold on a second. You're you're completely shooting yourself in the foot because you're coming on here and saying that you love flaming hot Cheetos, and now you're not gonna be able to get them at all your shops because they're gonna sell out now. I know. I fucked it. Yeah. They're already very, very hard to find. 
and I'm going through them at a rate of knots at that corner shop. I think his heart sinks every time I every time I walk in there. I don't know. You must be pretty delighted. It must be like, finally, <laughs> all those Cheeto perks that I made earlier. Don't look stupid. <laughs> Do you know what? I am going to send a packet to both of you because you can't... And also, that it has to be the twisted ones. They're in a spiral shape. Why? They're just... It retains the flavour more. And you know the Maisie Chris. I don't... Maybe if you don't like Monster Munch, Ed, maybe you won't like them, but the maziness and the thickness of them means they kind of like form on the roof of your mouth in like a lovely mush. God, mm. they're so good. I'm so sad that packet is finished. You have just described the the one thing that I don't like about those kind of crisps. But... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your drink then, we come to your drink. To wash all this, you've got all the roof of your mouth is just coated in uh, in Cheetos, uh, I, I guess like uh, spicy sludge, the sludgy furry Cheetos <laughs> sediment on the top of your mouth. How are you going to wash all that down? Okay, well I've made my bed, so I'm going to lie in it. It would be a champagne cocktail, which is my favourite thing to give to people when they come to my house, and then they immediately they're so hungover and violently sick the next day they never come to my flat again. So it's um, a sugar cube <laughs> with a spoon, like a teaspoonful of brandy or cognac, and then uh, chopped up with champagne. Carva is fine. Cremant is fine. Definitely not Prosecco. And then a few Angostura bitters, and it is the best drink in the whole world. I would drink it all day if I could. In fact, that's how I plan to spend my old age. <laughs> I think any time, if, if I've never had a cocktail, like if, if there's a certain cocktail I haven't had it before, Angostura bitters always sells it for me. Yeah, so good. Yeah, what what else do you have it in? Well, my so my girlfriend absolutely loves it. Like she'll put it in like lemonade. Mm. Like she'll just yeah, she'll nice. just you know, she'll she'll like proper shake it in there and stuff. Like she'll really go for it. So we really we really go through it. But I'll put it in like if I ever if I can be bothered to make a cocktail, which is rare. Like I think the last time I made cocktails, Nish Kumar came over and I made old fashions, uh, and I think we went through a bottle of bourbon, and that is the last time I drank bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like I like that it's that also has that element of putting a sugar cube in and putting some liquid onto the sugar cube, and I like that feeling because it makes me uh, feel like I'm trying to sneak medicine to a child. Yeah, yeah, it's very Mary Poppins or a horse. Yeah, yeah. very clever. <laughs> You like to think of all of your guests as horses. <laughs> yeah, horses or tr- horses or children. Yeah. That's why, I mean, if anyone's ever come to my house for dinner before, um, that's why I say horse or child when you come in. <laughs> yeah. I know I never explained it, but it's yeah. just me working out which one you are. If you say horse, he pops a saddle on you. If you say yeah. child, he makes you wear a nap. <laughs> yeah. If I feed you with a flat hand, you know which one you are. <laughs> if he makes an airplane noise, it's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a relief for everyone that you've cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> I used to put I used to put bitters in a in, in my fa- world famous Rob Roy's. Any uh, any really hardcore fans of the podcast who's do enough episodes will know that I used to make Rob Roy's for a little bit. It's a it's a deep cut, but uh, I've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went I went for a drink with Nish recently as well, Ed. Yeah, you went for many drinks with Nish, didn't you? Yeah, I had a ho- whole day of, and I you know I haven't really been drinking that much during uh or since lockdown, and. Way too many drinks with Nish, and at the end of the night, Nish, without telling me, ordered loads of food. I didn't know he was doing this, and then it arrived, and then he said, "Do you want some?" I went, "No," and then he had to <laughs> he had to eat six bags of chicken wings to himself. 
<laughs> just there eating them every now and again, like what, waving a wing at me, like, you sure? Like, yep, absolutely sure. I'm not hungry. Kept on eating. He had so many, like 24 wings or something. I've never seen a man uh, more comfortable with being messy, eating food. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, how you are with that, Dolly. Like, I, I think I'm okay up to mm. a point. I can eat a wing, but I probably have to then wash my hands and then have the next wing. I don't think I could mm. be messy from a wing and then go into the next wing. Mm. I mean, I don't, I gave up meat in my mid 20s, but I'm thinking about the last time that I ate that kind of barbecue stuff. Yeah, I think I probably would have to have a quick. A quick clear up, but is he someone who just is very happy to be very sticky? Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah, face covered in it, hands covered <laughs> in it. He'll just sit there, off out. He doesn't. I care. think better than better than the other way. There's nothing I find more off-putting, and particularly if you're on a date with someone more unhot than someone who's like prissy about eating. They never give you enough wet wipes to. Serious. Uh, <laughs> that they never give you. And- as if by magic, here's the person you were talking about. <laughs> but they never give you enough to be able to do it in between each wing mm. and and have enough sure. of them. So, like, you end up with this disgusting wipe that is just <laughs> orange, mm. horrible, and, and, you're, and now your fingers weirdly smell like the wipe, yeah. and you're eating the wings of them, and you're going back to the wipe in between, and you're like, why didn't I just eat all three wings and then did one massive wipe at the end, and then I could go to the toilet and like proper wash my hands. So you know, yeah. just use the wipe enough to get me to the toilet, and then wash properly in there. Huge shout out to some wings I had recently from the collab uh, in Walthamstow. Uh, they're like buffalo wings, but they uh, there are small bits of bacon in the batter. Oof. Mm. Absolutely phenomenal. Huge wings as well. Yeah. Very messy. But honestly, I've decided next time I get them, I've just decided this now, to cut down on the mess. I think I'm just going to eat them in the bath. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Oh, also, because that way you can get in the bath and then your girlfriend can come in and shake some mangosteura bitters into the bath water. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just soup it, ladle it right You've just up. described our perfect evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard a story the other day that I think is maybe the grimmest lockdown story I've heard, uh, just speaking of drunk men overeating, where a guy, this is like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, he had a stag do that he decided he wanted to happen over Zoom with, you know, 30 blokes. And they decided that it wouldn't be fun enough to just get him kind of progressively drunk and see that happening on screen. Like that wasn't enough of a visual spectacle. So instead, every 10 minutes, they all had to order him a delivery of the value of £25. And this went on. It started at like four o'clock in the afternoon and ended at like four in the morning. And then the next day, he ended up in hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did. I know. Isn't that the worst? Like, I, I just can't really get my head around that anecdote. <laughs> and imagine having to go to the hospital during a pandemic exactly. when the NHS are working on really important stuff and saying, I'm sorry, I've come to the hospital. I'm so full. <laughs> yeah. I've had 29 deliveries. Yeah. I've kept on eating all the deliveries my friends sent me. <laughs> well, it seemed it funny incredible. at the time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got a lovely champagne cocktail. Was there a name for the champagne it's cocktail? It's just called a classic champagne cocktail. And it's you, it's quite hard. People often don't know what you mean when you get it in a bar. So I just kind of have them at home and, yeah, 
make people go to hospital. I mean, they really are really, really strong. <laughs> They're really, really strong. I was going to say, because norm- a champagne or any sort of sparkling wine at the beginning of an evening knocks me out pretty yeah. much. I'm then done. I'm getting a hangover while I'm drinking it. So you've added brandy to the mm. situation and sugar, which is an yeah. issue. Um, so then I'm off. I'm off my face halfway through. I know. I, I just. It's a very, very, arguably predictable and and quite tacky thing about. I just love champagne. I just love the taste of it. It's all right. You've you've brought the Cheetos in. I That's know. Fine. It offset it. I know. Thank fuck. Um, yeah. But I just. I can't. Because a lot of people say they can only have just like a couple of glasses at the beginning of the night, otherwise they have a horrible headache. I could just drink the mm. stuff like chocolate milk. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I've always found it too full on. I can't. I, I get get the headache before I'm even finished the first glass. Yeah, very weak. Yeah, you are weak. Actually, <laughs> what if uh, your mum said her and Hillary were having a bottle of champagne? Uh, a crate of champagne tomorrow, please. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mum. Cheers. Here's to you, Hillary. We come to the dessert. Very exciting. The headliner of the meal for a reason. It's the best. Not for me. So if I'm hungover and I, mm. I want to get the £12 <laughs> cheesecake slice, that's the only time I'll ever have a real hankering for sweet stuff. I haven't, I haven't got that much of a sweet tooth. So if I may, am I allowed to have cheese instead of pudding? Yes! Oh, no. Left. Uh, James has left the Zoom call. Uh, for, He's literally left the Zoom for, call. Um, for loyal listeners, you'll know what happens <laughs> when people order cheese. It's the first time it's happened on a Zoom episode, uh, and I wondered what might happen. And he simply left left the Zoom call. Um, this is an order that has made him scream in an elected MP's face before. <laughs> Okay, uh, we've just taken a quick uh, pause there uh, just to explain what happened. Um, When Dolly picked her cheese uh, for dessert, which is perfectly reasonable to have for a dessert, uh, James got really angry, uh, slammed his laptop uh, to leave the Zoom um, and uh, messed up the recording. So we've had to come to another another website to record the rest of the podcast because uh, James ruined the whole recording by being a, a little angry boy. Mm. And, and uh, getting getting all pissy about cheese, didn't you, mate? No regrets. Don't regret. Stand by it. Completely stand by it. You're lucky stand- that I bothered to reopen the laptop. I didn't throw the laptop <laughs> out the window. <laughs> also, so I really angry. like I like when you can really cost out the price of a joke, and the cost of that physical gag, I think, was totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, and also you call it a joke, but I think he's quite serious. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, also, normally he gets to shout at the guests and he gets to get all that anger and aggression out uh, towards the cheese. Uh, but now he's slammed, <laughs> he's slammed the laptop and you can still, still see seething. He's bu- it's yeah, bubbling away there. Yeah. Well, I thought by slamming the laptop, I didn't have to listen to the awful chat that now has to follow where <laughs> Dolly lists a bunch of disgusting cheese and biscuits that she wants instead of a delicious pudding. But now I'm, I have to still listen to this bit. James, what's the matter? Do you feel like it's an opportunity missed? Is that what you feel? Yes, I like cheese and biscuits at a time that's appropriate. Uh, maybe even after the dessert, if people want to do that in the evening, and then coffee after that. If you want to extend the meal with that, I'll, I'll, I'll tolerate that. Absolutely having no dessert at all during the meal <laughs> seems absolutely mad to me. I think you're mad, Donnie. <laughs> what, would you, what would you do if, if you were out with someone and they ordered cheese instead of a pudding? 
Oh, I think Ed can answer that. Uh, get really angry. Um, right. Uh, even if we're in a nice restaurant like Carriages Bar and Grill, James will <laughs> be, be absolutely incensed, uh, call you uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and then threaten to throw you into Trafalgar Square. Yep, that's exactly what I did. I told him I was going to throw him into Trafalgar Square and I did call him Ebenezer Scrooge. It was, and Benito can attest to this, the dessert menu there, we were spoilt for choice. I couldn't decide what I was going to get. I wanted to see other people have the ones that I wasn't getting so I could see what they were like. And then he said, cheese and biscuits. But he didn't just say it because the, the look on his face, he knew he was being naughty. Yes. He knew that it, would, it was going to upset people, namely me. I could not believe that he had done it. I thought it was such a waste. I mean... Very nice cheese board. Absolute perfect end to the meal. Very satisfactory. Definitely not. A perfect end to the meal would have been you getting thrown in Trafalgar Square. God, this now, is this has really been a, th- a Act Three grenade, hasn't it? I had no idea. <laughs> whereabouts Whereabouts do you live, Dolly? Roughly. Um, I'm in I'm in North London. Long way to Trafalgar Square. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I've got the canal right right behind my house, so maybe I'll just. Fill my pockets with the heaviest cheese I can find and just slowly and serenely walk in and that can be the finale to this episode. (laughs) Well, I'd try that, but unfortunately I'd keep nibbling on the cheese and I'd float right back up to the surface again. Wouldn't he? Then he'd eat his wings in the water, absolutely delighted. Yeah, wiping himself off. Perfect. Like a little duck. Um, Take me through, what's what's the dream cheeses on the dream cheese board, Dolly? It's the dream cheeses for me. A big chunk of really gooey gorgonzola. And then, oh, look at James just shifting around in his seat. I'm so sorry. Um, and then a big slab of nutty, salt, crystally comte. And then... Yes. So good. And then, um, have you been to the fromagerie no. as a cheese lover? Oh, it's the. I think it's my favourite place in London. There are two fromageries, one in Islington and one in Marlborough. And the woman who started the fromagerie invented, I think you can read the whole history about this cheese on the website, invented the truffle brie. And it's like a really ripe, stinky brie, sliced with a thin slice through it. And then she uses a contraption that fills it with truffle-infused creme fraiche. And it is so fucking good. So I'd that have sounds absolutely amazing. truffle brie. Yeah. yeah. I love that all, all pretense has fallen away now. We, we started off with the Mayfair nightclub. You, I know. You reined it in. Uh, you went for the Cheetos. And then it was a quick dip back into champagne. Then you tried to pull it back again. And now we're at truffle brie. It's, I just thought, give them hell, it. give them hell. You know, I just thought, <laughs> grand finale. I'll tell you where would be a good third location for the fromagerie if they're looking for another London outlet. <laughs> <laughs> nice short distance for the customers to be thrown from, I would say. James, yeah, but you can't go into a place called the fromagerie and get angry that people are ordering cheese, can you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can if I, if that's why I'm going there. I'm not going there to order anything, but I'm, I'm going there to get all the people. I'm going to go in there and go, hands up who's had dessert today. Everyone keeps their hands down. They're getting thrown in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> Don't tell me that truffle brie doesn't sound amazing. Yeah, it does. It sounds really good. But uh, if someone had had it instead of a pudding, I'd be angry. And what are you putting the cheese on? Are you are you going for biscuits? Maybe a Viennetta? Yeah, I think 
I think uh, a waffle. Yeah, no, I I actually <laughs> am a bit of a purist. I'm fine with just the cheese. I'm fine with yes. Just, just I don't think I need to be weighed down by any sort of oat cakes or crackers. So I think I'd just have the cheese. Maybe oh, I hate saying it. Maybe a bit of quince, a bit of quince paste. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just I hate myself. I really fucking hate myself. I don't think I realised like the depth of my self loathing until I did this podcast. So a bit of quince quince paste, otherwise known as membrillo, um, or. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or have you ever had cheese with um, with pickled walnuts? No, I don't think I have actually. Pickled walnuts I and cheese nice. I like walnuts. is one of the most delicious combos ever. Pickled walnut cheese sandwich is so good. So maybe I'd just have a bit of quince paste on one side and then a couple of pickled walnuts on the other side. I'm going to read your menu back to you from my memory. Uh, you would like sparkling water? Yes. You would like a squidgy white bloomer bread with... <laughs> Salted butter and lime pickle. Yum. Yes, please. For starter, you would like gazpacho with ice cubes in it. Mm. For your main course, you want uh, uh, clam de bongolet. (laughs) (laughs) Clam de bongolet, yeah. Your side dish, you would like flaming hot twisted Cheetos. Mm -hmm. Your drink, you would like classic champagne cocktail. And for dessert... You would like to be thrown into Trafalgar. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Preferably, preferably uh, got, by the collar to... as well. Just dragged. Yes. Dragged. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dolly, thank you so much. That was a great menu that ended perfectly, in my correct opinion. Thank you for having me in the Dream Restaurant. Uh, I look forward to coming again. I-, I will still ask you if you've been before. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we have it. Another episode where you managed to be rude to a guest, James, for them. Deserved. We ask people to pick their dream menu, mm. right? And then yes. they pick their dream menu and their dream is not good enough for you. So you get angry and you throw a strop like a big naughty boy. It's not my fault that some people don't know how to dream, Ed. It's absolutely awful. I tell you what, if that's what their dreams are like, I'd hate to. I'd hate it if they did a sequel of Inception and it was based on one of our awful cheese-loving guests, and the whole thing was just going down layer and layer. I would do that, actually. If we're talking about dreams, I would do a sequel to Inception where me and my team of dream uh, dream guys, we go into Dolly Alderton's dreams and we implant the idea of eat a fucking pudding, mate. Eat an actual pudding, please. Right. Well, I'd like that because the dreams that you would go through to get there to implant that idea mm. would be a wonderful cheese Megaland. It'd be horrible swimming in fondue and all sorts of Great, stuff. I would I not appreciate it. it. It's a shame because you and Dolly were on the same page with the potatoes. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, we started off on the same team and you yeah. were a man alone. And then at the end, everyone turned on me. Yeah. Bye-bye, James. Bye-bye. Um, so uh, you can get Dolly's book, Ghosts, which I would highly recommend. That comes out tomorrow on October 15th. Uh, you can listen to her podcast, The High Low with Pandora Sykes. Uh, that is available uh, on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tell you what is annoying. Go the on. secret ingredient was modelling chocolate, and she didn't pick it, but I'd have more respect if she had. <laughs> that would have been a better dessert for you, would it? Yep, absolutely. Modelling chocolate. Even if, if you want, it's, it is a compromise. Get the modelling chocolate and shape it into look like cheese and biscuits. <laughs> if you, you know like. What, you know what I'd prefer? Modelling brie. 
A big stag oh, made of brie. What? Yes. Oh no, not the brie stag again. I, no. I, I can't. I can't listen to this. Every every week he talks to me about this in private. Yeah, my brie stag ref. Yeah. Um, so that was an absolutely delicious menu. I think you'll find. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again sometime soon in the Dream Restaurant. Goodbye. Farewell. I'm your dad's friend, Lou Santos, and I've launched a new podcast called Cuddle Club. It's better than it sounds, actually. I talk to special guests about cuddling. Hmm, there's not another podcast on cuddling, I thought to myself. Guests include Catherine Ryan, Richard Osman and Alan Davies. It's a perfect gift to yourself or to loved ones, because it's actually free to download. I'd I'd love you to listen, but you're going to be the loser if you don't. It's worth reminding you that there's no other podcast about cuddling. It's business gone crazy. It's available on Apple Podcasts. Of course it is. Acast, yes. Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe now, please. Don't be an absolute dick piece. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.